bit. Yeah. Ooh. What is this? A bacon bit? <laughs> we haven't done a bacon bit, and I don't even know. Hold when. on, we did one on that uh, that great Netflix movie. We've done a few <laughs> on Netflix movies. Do you even know what it was? There was Extraction, and then there extraction. was something else. We did Hamilton. Oh. We did a Hamilton bacon bit. That's oh, true. Oh yeah, people seem to like that one. Yeah, they did. But uh, we have a couple things to talk about today because we saw a couple movies tonight. New movies. New. They're back. Movies. And we even had a theater experience. <gasps> we got to go back to the theater. <laughs> I'm crying right now, guys. Aww, Not just because of coronavirus. <laughs> Can I say that? No. Now we. Oh, well, we just got demonetized. Step further away from you now. Yeah. Uh, no. So we let's talk a little bit about our, mar- about our marathon. Yeah. So we decided today, the day of recording, which would kind of change things up a little bit, but we decided to see one movie in the theater and one movie streaming because we could, and then also record a bacon bit and an actual show. So our day is about, our full on recording day is... We're into like hour five of, almost hour six of seeing each other. Yeah, it'll be a full work day of bacon sale. Oh, and we ate dinner together, which was nice. Yes. And these guys judge me for having no utensils in my kitchen. Oh my gosh. This This is not a bacon bit. This is not a bacon bit. Yeah. Just know that Kent has no utensils to cook a pizza in his I'm working on it. I've got tinfoil. I've got an oven. Don't have have oven mitts. Yeah, that's fine. I use paper towels. Pizza cutter. (laughs) This is not a bacon bit. Right. Okay. So so we saw two movies: one in the theater, one at home. But we're gonna start with the one at home. Yes. One at home. Because uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, otherwise known as Bill and Ted Three, it also came out last week. It came out last week. It it has been in theaters, but it's also it's that dual in theaters Mm -hmm. and streaming that happens during the they're trying out during the pandemic, right? To see how it goes. Premium video on demand. Yes, which is expensive if you're going to rent it. It's twenty dollars, but it's also different because you can buy it right now. Which Mulan is doing the same thing next week. Yeah, but usually it's just you rent it for twenty and then that's it. Yeah, but you can buy it for five more dollars, which we did the math and, you know, $20 isn't bad for the three of us to yeah. watch a movie together. But a normal rental, like I've, I rented a movie earlier this week, uh, the most expensive they get is usually like $6 or so. At most. Yeah. I got like a 4K rental for six bucks. Yeah. I so, bet it wasn't better than this one. So <laughs> we'll see. So we watched Bill and Ted Face the Music, which is the third in the trilogy of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure uh, came out in 89, mm-hmm. and then Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which came out in 1991. So it's been a while since the last... It's been a while since can the last say, Bill and Ted movie. Can we say long-awaited, or was this... This was kind of rumored in development for the past decade, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were joking around with this idea. And yeah. I think even Keanu I think Reeves, Alex Winters was joking about this idea. He's really needed this. Um, but no, Keanu Reeves, I think, made something where he made a comment about, yeah, you know, we've been working on it. We'll see what happens. And people are like, what? Yeah. Another Bill and Ted movie? And his career has gone quite well in the past five, six years. Yeah, yeah. He's done great <laughs> with the John Wick stuff. And then he's become this like pop culture phenomenon. He's yeah. a meme now. People just love him. He's breathtaking. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's he normally he, is. That's what he says. Yes. So then they had this movie. And they said they were not going to do a third Bill and Ted movie until they found a story that worked. Because in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, they travel through time and space to find uh, to, to, to the pass, song that will unite their, the no, world. To pass their history test so that they then can create right. music that will change the world. Yes. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, someone tries to sabotage that by sending back evil robots who then kill Bill and Ted and they go to hell. So less a time travel heaven, movie, more a afterlife. Heaven and hell movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. And then at the end, they create a song that changes the world. Right, and they, you get this whole closing credit scene montage that tells the story of clippings. the greatest band yep. band on the planet. Yeah, 
Yep. Or so you thought. Because Bill and Ted face the music. Ken, Ken, you want to give a synopsis for that? Yes. Once told they'd save the universe during a time-traveling adventure, two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle-aged dads, still trying to crank out a hit song and fulfill their destiny. Which seems weird. Well, in concept. Oh, oh we should clarify. We are not giving spoilers yeah. for either of the movies we're going to discuss at the beginning here. We'll give Until a back dis- half. We'll give it. Yeah, we'll give a distinct line of when we start going to spoiler territory. So even if you haven't seen it, you can listen to this first part. Yeah. So in concept, this is great. I've always wanted to see them because I never really believed that they hit it all that big after Bogus Journey. Even with the montage? The montage was cool, but they used a Kiss song as well. I'm like, I need a God better song. Rock and Roll to You? It's a good song. It's on Joy's favorite number five. <laughs> number five? Number five. On your mixtape? On my mixtapes. <laughs> okay, if it's good enough to make so number five on your mixtapes. I made them every couple years. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I always wanted to see them kind of fall apart and be has-beens. And this is... Why? Because Why do you want to see entropy? There could be there could be harmony, there could be utopia, and you well, want dystopia because it's the I mean it's the story arc. Why do you hate happily ever after? I because I want I think there's more to it. I think reality gives there's us more, more to Bill and Ted. There should be, and there is now because now they face the music where they are husbands. Mm-hmm. They have broken up. They're. Albums don't sell anymore unless they're this at the is UCD the first five store. Minutes of the show. Yeah, they do show an opening or yeah, an opening credit scene where the band fell apart. Yeah, they sued death. Well, they ha- their real opening scene is previously on Bill and Ted's. Yes, Narr- yeah. So uh, let's give our review then, gentlemen. Hmm. Oh, we're going right into it. Yeah, might as well. I mean, we, we can't really talk about the story, so let's just give our thoughts and feelings about it. Who has who has thoughts and feelings they'd like to start with? Zach, you've been mildly uh, quiet. Yeah, uh, so I will just say, if you've seen the other Bill and Ted movies, this is another one. And Ooh. so for what it's mm-hmm. worth. Zach, take what? it easy. What? It sounds like you're demeaning to the whole franchise itself. Zach, <clears throat> excellent adventure is excellent. Excellent. I agree. I love Excellent Adventure. I don't really like Bogus Journey that much. This it's one the is, Ghostbusters 2 of the franchise. Yeah, this one might... Yeah. I think it's probably on that same level where it's it's fine. There's something to me about seeing these characters again that's both at the same time charming and heartwarming and also slightly disappointing. It's like a don't meet your heroes thing. I don't know. Where it's like, oh, I wish... I kind of wish this might have stayed in the past. And then the movie goes in directions that are really predictable. Joel called the ending about... <laughs> 15 minutes in which made me angry that you even said that <laughs> and, and sorry. put that th- thought into my I'm head. I'm sorry, but I went I I we we actually stopped the movie and I just kind of went I have to say if it goes this direction I'm not going to be happy. And <laughs> well, it was exactly the direction it yeah. was. Yeah. Um but there I there will say there is plenty of fun to be had. I laughed and chuckled at a, a few different parts. It is completely goofy. I do not think it takes itself that seriously and for that I say, you know, it's right in line with the franchise. It's interesting that we saw Tenet first in the theater and then went back to my place and watched this movie because it's almost like reading, I don't know, John Steinbeck and then following it up with the Berenstain Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The Berenstain Bears has a moral and, a, and you know, kind of a... Oh, you're, uh, hey, this movie had a moral. It too. Did it? Um, uh-huh. But no, I agree. Music. That's why we decided to lump these movies together because they're so similar in yeah. tone and structure. Joel, we love you guys. Uh, time travel is used. Is that what time you mean? Time travel. Yeah. Time, time is a device. <laughs> In the movies. I would probably give it... I'll give it a grade this time. I'd say it's probably like a C minus. Don't give in to Kent's yeah. scale. Just give it a grade. It's fine. Give it a, do it's your a 10. C-. Do your 10. Yeah, do my, my, 10 out scale. of 10, uh, it's probably, yeah, a 4.5. Like, oh. it's just below average. 
Okay. That's not great. I'll go next because I disagree with Zach. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is one of my all-time favorites. We talked about it last year on the show. Does it's, it still it's hold one, up? It's one of those, yeah, it's one of those time capsule movies that I watch it and I'm like, this is such a late 80s, early 90s time capsule and it's so ridiculous, it shouldn't work and it does. The surf bum characters really shouldn't work. It should be so incredibly dated, but yeah. they are so fun to watch together. Well, even just the way they do time travel. It's like, you know what? We're having fun with this and you're like, okay. Napoleon's eating an ice cream sundae. Why not? It's great. Uh, and then you get Bogus Journey, which is campy, but it was a childhood favorite of mine. So it always holds a special place in my heart, no matter how ridiculous it is at parts. Yeah. I believe when we talked about this movie, Bill and Ted Face the Music was coming up. I expressed many fears about, and you guys know this about me. I don't like reboots mm-hmm. a lot. I don't like, you know, kind of trying to capture the past. I'm like, let the past be the past. Move on. Let's try something different. Right. This movie was almost all of my fears realized. Oh, no. I watched at the beginning. I'm like, okay, this is kind of fun. And then it just started to fall apart right before my eyes, just crumbling before my eyes. I watched the movie crumble. And this became a predictable, unfunny mess. There were funny parts. There were funny parts. We laughed. That is why I don't hate it. Yeah. Because there are parts where I was like, okay, that's fine. Okay, I like that. I, I personally, I hate laughed one character. You hate the laughed. I was, I was laughing, but like just because of how dumb it was. But I just, I, Zach, you almost said my feelings exactly where I was like, part of it was so fun to see these characters again, because mm-hmm. a lot of characters come back. And then part of me made it made me sad yeah. that they were in this movie and being like, oh, no, oh, you're slumming. And just and, and like I said, like I said, to you, Kent, mm-hmm. the ending of Bogus Journey was them doing what fulfilling their destiny. Like the first Bill and Ted movie ends with them passing history class, very low stakes. Right. So that they can then save the world and, and they're playing music. And, and then Rufus is like, they get better because they do. They play like credit at the beginning. Ha ha funny. That leads into a sequel. The end of Bogus Journey is the end of the story where it's like, and then they played this song, God Gave Rock and Jew. The whole world was watching because uh, Denominus zapped the TVs. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment that united everyone. They, they, in the news paper clippings, they talk about planets aligning, them playing on Mars. It's all harmony. It's all wonderful. And then this just did the Incredibles 2, Frozen 2 thing where it's like, everything that happened in that second movie that resolved it, we're kicking that out and we're starting over from the beginning of the arc again. And it just made me sad. How do you guys feel about the tone? Do you feel like they tried to match what they had before or did they try to modernize it a little bit? I think they, well, they definitely tried to modernize some things. Mm-hmm. Um, they modernized the B and C plot. I feel like they tried, well, okay. So first movie, they travel through space and time. Mm-hmm. Second movie, they travel through he- heaven and hell. Right. This movie, they travel through space and time and hell. It's, and it's just the same rehash of the old plots. There's, there's nothing new. Like I thought when I saw, at least when I saw the trailer, parallel dimensions, parallel dimensions, I thought they were going to be visiting parallel good dimensions idea. and that would be a different form of what the, what the box could do. But instead it's the same old, Hey, you haven't saved the world yet. You still got to save the world kind of a thing. We still got to come up with a hit song. It was basically a bogus journey rehash rather than an excellent adventure rehash, which we don't need a bogus journey. rehash. Yeah, you're going to pick one, a warmed over microwave bogus journey. And That's then what this is. Uh, the daughters play a prominent role. Yeah. And I'm sure they're very lovely young ladies. I, I wish them well in all their careers. But them doing impressions of Bill and Ted was cringeworthy. Because they're supposed to be their daughters and they emulate the way they talk and act. And right. every time they spoke, I'm like, stop. Yeah, yeah I, Samara I, Weaving and Bridget Lundy Payne play uh, Thea and Billy. Yeah. And I, it, I really would have preferred them to be 
the complete opposite. Like yeah, like they've rebelled. They've rebelled against yeah. their dad. They, they like the newer music that their dads don't like. Something like what that. What if they all had a relationship at the end and they they hated? Yeah, like you're saying, they hated their dads for a reason. Yeah, like they they were going the complete opposite direction. We're kind of going a little to too much in this story. We are, but but, what, but I just yeah. So uh, point being is that I didn't like it. It was. It was disappointing, and I did at one point walk out of the walk out of the room because I was so bugged. It was amazing. It was um, a great part of the movie. It was my favorite part of the movie I'm when sure you walked out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> so I am giving this. I'm giving this two stars because out of five because I that feels generous. It, it is because here's the thing: there were parts that I liked, but overall, I'm, I can see why other people might like it, but me, no, it's not my Bill and Ted. I will maintain I own the two. I'm not going to own the third. So this doesn't give you the nostalgia kick that maybe no. someone else would get it from almost it. did it was like at the beginning like here we go oh nope nope you fell on your face okay that sounds good okay Ken. so you, ghostbusters one was great ghostbusters two you know i was 10 so i still really liked it yeah i mean i still like that be- right because when you're 10 kind of like bogus journey we're gonna <laughs> have to take the fall like, it's all fun right like it's and it's perfect for that demographic and then they made ghostbusters 2016 i mean bill and ted face the music i don't <laughs> even know what i mean anymore it's not that bad it's not that bad well, no, they had a lot of the original characters coming back and still paid homage. They didn't. They didn't completely disregard the old movies. I feel like they disregarded much. They of disregarded the canon and mythology. I think they disregarded mostly Bogus Journey, and Keanu Reeves disregarded acting in this movie. <laughs> Alex Winter is the MVP here. He was so good he in was, this movie. He was Bill. Yeah. yeah. He was Bill S. Preston Esquire. I'm glad you brought it up. I thought, and I even made the mention that he's carrying the movie, and he really does. What was up with Keanu Reeves? Do you think he was playing it serious? Like, he's like, I'm going to play like I am a real has-been Ted. I think... But I mean, you I have hate, to go with that voice too, by the way. Entire. I hate to say it. I think that's who Keanu Reeves is, and he lucked out with John Wick. I don't... I don't really? I think How so. dare you, sir? Just saying. Because what does he really do as John Wick? Shoot act, In the acting department. He shoots shoots people. I guess you could say I'm back, <laughs> but like, it but it works. Did you see his? He's really good at choreography, fight choreography. Yeah, yeah he but he doesn't speak, and it's for the betterment of the movie. I think. Well, not even speak. Like I think he probably rewatched those first two movies the weekend before this movie shot. He's like, I'm going to try to act like that again. Whereas Alex Winter knows the role. Because he's been doing it at malls for the last 20 years. (laughs) And local Comic Cons. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. We're so condescending. (laughs) I know it is. He's he's making money and we're not. So Yeah, Yeah. and like the entire time travel, hell travel that they do in this movie felt it it felt bland. There was no fun to be had. It wasn't even the same hell from Bogus Journey. No. They're like, look what we can do. Hey, remember the graphics from Constantine in 2005? And Keanu Reeves like, I do. I love that movie. <laughs> I love and that movie. And they're like, what if we don't render those graphics and just put them in this movie in 2020? But isn't it supposed to look campy and corny? Yeah, I guess so. But at the same time, Bogus Journey probably looked better. It, well, Bogus Journey has some horrible sets. It does. But this one does as well. There's, there's, and exactly you were saying, there's not really much budget here. I really didn't like this movie, and I'm sorry to say it. This is like a D plus for me. I was severely disappointed. I did laugh. And then there was a character that they really tried to sell. And about halfway through their shtick, I was like, and you'll know who I'm talking about. I, I liked it. And then it was too much. Yeah. I and that was this movie. They went for too much. And I was like, I don't believe that these could, these people could ever save the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would not recommend. Okay. So okay. we got we to gotta hurry because we, we have a whole other movie to talk about plus spoilers. Okay. For both movies. Yes. Let's change gears here, gentlemen. 
Wow. Oh, boy. Um, okay. okay. Now we're into tenant. Tenant land. I keep saying tenant because Ten, yeah, David Tenant. T e n e t. Tenant. Christopher Nolan's latest movie. Yeah. So this was. Can't want you start off. On this was one. meant to be the movie of the summer. It was meant to come out mid July, and Christopher Nolan has been pushing for this to be in cinemas, which it now is. We saw it in IMAX. Yes. In a very controlled mask wearing environment. Yes. Very spread still. out. Yeah. Yeah. There was no one within six feet of us as we were sitting there, which is kind of nice it to was be honest. Nice, yeah. So I knew a little bit of this movie going in, not story-wise, because I think all three of us only watched one trailer. I had no idea what the story was. Yeah. I just knew that things would go in reverse as things were progressing. Right. Yeah. yeah. You time. see, yeah, there's a shot of uh, uh, Kenneth Branagh in the trailer where you see a bullet hole disappear. Yes. And I was like, okay, so things move forward and backward. Yeah. And that's all I knew. And that's all we knew. And so I was like, well, he's going to challenge me again. And challenge me, Christopher Nolan did. This whole movie, and I was looking at every scene. I'm watching every hand movement. I'm watching the camera pan. I'm like, okay, but what are they saying? And does it matter? Is this a Dunkirk type situation where the music and sound effects are so loud that I can just catch the vibe? And I was like, it doesn't matter. But I got lost along the way. Like I was just trying to be like, okay, I, I understand what's going on here. But do I not need to know every word that they're saying? Right. And then and without spoilers... Halfway through the movie, I was totally sold. And it took me halfway through the movie because mm-hmm. there's a pretty climactic set piece that happens. And it is it's stunning. And the way they pull it off is great. And then from then on, I was like, OK, I still don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I can't wait to watch this in subtitles. And I'm, I will be watching this movie again probably this Friday, to be honest. Oh, wow. wow. That soon. I need to. My mind is reeling from this experience. Yeah. I've had a few of these where, I mean, like an Inception movie or when I saw Arrival, I was like, wait, wait a minute. I need to see that again right now. Like, what did I just see? Mm-hmm. This is one of those experiences because I need to understand what I just saw. So and I don't spend another quite 150 yet. minutes trying to figure out this movie. Oh, absolutely. Because I was, my eyes were peeled this entire time. I even wearing a mask in the theater, which was a little annoying. You can take it off when you eat popcorn. This says that on the I'll, credits. I'll eat it really after slowly. After the 20 minutes of commercials that we saw before the movie yeah. started. But I was enwrapped in this movie. I thought the performances were great. John David Washington. Oh, by the way, do people need to know what this is about? Probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, read the synopsis. I would bet the synopsis doesn't explain much. But and it doesn't. It. Armed with only one word, tenet, and fighting for the survival of the entire world, a protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time. Hmm. So this movie challenged me. It is Christopher Nolan's most challenging movie. I, sorry, I keep saying challenging, but that is the way I feel. Mm-hmm. And I go to the movies to feel challenged. Boy, this one stepped over the line. Can't wait to understand it. I'm going to give it a B plus. A B plus. Yes. Okay. Um, Which could change based on next viewing. You you say the the word challenging. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say the word ambitious. Oh, okay. okay. I feel like this was ambitious of Christopher Nolan to try something this uh, bizarre. Yeah. In, in, a, in a summer blockbuster. Well, and telling movie. everyone to go see it. Yeah. So here's my review. Okay. Uh, future Joel probably likes this movie. <laughs> future Joel. Hey, Future Joel. Understands how's this movie. Yeah. Future Joel has watched this a couple times and has finally got totally to the point necessary. where he's like, this is good. Yeah. Present Joel is not there. Yeah, right. Present Joel, me now, I am not sure if I liked this movie. Oh, wow. Because I got to the point where I'm like, I'm having so hard a time trying to follow what's going on 
because people are have heavy accents when they're trying to do he- long exposition. People wearing masks when they're trying it's to do exposition. It's a very international movie. There's music playing over when they're trying to do exposition, and there's a lot of exposition as they try to explain what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then also, I feel like they set up some rules and then didn't follow them. I'm curious to know. We'll get there in spoilers. In spoilers, we can talk about it. Because there's sometimes where I'm like, wait, but you said, how does that... So I was trying to figure out what was going on. There's some questions that remain unanswered. Yes. There's some loose ends out there. And it just kind of... It got to the point where I walked out and I actually... Okay. The, the truth is, I walked out going, I didn't like that movie. I oh, didn't. wow. I didn't. And I, as I was driving around and thinking about it and questioning reality <laughs> as I was walking through Walmart. Weren't you? Um, yeah. I, like just looking around, it, it really did mess with your mind. For me, it was like when I walked out of Truman Show or The Matrix and I was like, what? Yeah. Where do I live? What is What's going on? Yeah. Um, but then, comparatively, <laughs> we watched Bill and Ted <laughs> okay. right after. No, no. That's what I'm saying. I watched Bill and Ted after. I'm like, you know, Tenant did a lot better than that. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> and so I'm I'm dancing, guys. I don't know where sure. I'm going to land on the star rating. This is a movie to dance on, honestly. Yeah. Because I think I will like it more down the road, but I do feel like it might be a bit much, and people might not enjoy it the first time because it is there's so much going on, and it's hard it, it it's hard to enjoy a movie when you're tr- when you're concentrating as hard as you tr- can just trying to hang on to the plot mm-hmm. and figure out what's going on. And that's what I felt. If anyone does their first time around, bless you, I think you're lying. Yeah. Because feel, it's too much. I feel like I was being like kill hauled behind a boat, uh, just being dragged along in the water and occasionally get my head up and be like, oh, I understand. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> and that's how I felt. But at the same time, I want to see it again because mm-hmm. I want to know more about the movie. And, and now that I know what's going on, figure it out. Would you watch a breakdown of the movie first and then see the movie or would you just want to go? I'm going to read through the plot synopsis mm-hmm. first and be like, okay, I think I got this. Cause I thought, oh, I'll get into the spoilers. I think I'm going to land at a three stars. Okay. Which is right in the middle. I know, but it's because it could go either way on subsequent things. But I was impressed by the scale of what was going on by the technicality of what they were doing on the screen, how the visual effects looked, the way they were trying to tell a story. I appreciate it. Even if I was kind of just confused for Mm -hmm. a lot of it. Uh, And there were definite parts that I, I, I understood and I enjoyed. And I even picked up, there were even parts that I picked up on. I figured out before they actually happened. Would you say, you know how I kind of talk about Wes Anderson, Mm -hmm. how he just, he's buying into his own brand. Mm -hmm. He likes his own smell. And that's what he does now. Do you think this is Christopher Nolan's version of that? It does kind of feel like he got a little more leash and he kind of went crazy <laughs> with it. Uh, he's well, at least for a while, though. But I mean, you know. like if, yes. if you notice, like like with Interstellar and then Dunkirk, he's kind of just like, oh, I can do what I want. Let me try a little something crazier. Oh, yeah. Let me try something a little crazier. Well, and this is like, okay. so this leads in that leads Zach. perfectly into mine. So uh, Kent, you said it was challenging. Joel, you said it was ambitious. My one word I would use is indulgent. Oh. I think this is Christopher Nolan. At his Christopher Nolaniest, <laughs> and <laughs> I don't, now. and I don't know that that's entirely a good thing. Um, I, I completely agree with your take. I, I this is a movie that you absolutely want to watch again, which is common in Christopher Nolan's movies. There Most are movies movie, that yeah. he's made I have immediately wanted to watch Save again. It from Monday Show. This is the <laughs> first one that I've wanted to watch because I felt like I needed to because I didn't have a, a complete experience the first time. And you did and, have a splitting headache during the movie, and it made it worse. Yeah. Um, oh, you did. I, I had a I had a bit of a headache walking into it, and oh man, it made it worse. You need to see this again, then. But I think it really comes down to 
there there's so much going on and it's muffled and and difficult to grasp onto and then when the scenes play out and the set pieces are there i don't care i don't i don't care that i don't fully understand what's happening i love watching it it looks so good it's mm-hmm. so cool the action is i mean he's come a long way in directing it's action. like stuff you've never seen before and the way they do it is so clever, but it feels so indulgent in that way. It's like we just want to push it to these really cool action ideas we you have. You bring up a point. It kind of felt like they found a cool a special effect. They wanted. They were like, hey, we could do this in a movie. And they planned a movie around it so they could show that special effect over and over and over again. Yeah. And not yeah. enough in my mind. No, well, and But that, I agree, Zach. They go, they go from a little bit to too much. I feel like it. you said the don't care thing. There were parts when I'm like, I don't even know who's doing what right now. Yeah. And so the emotion was pulled out of it. And I feel like that's one thing it was missing was an emotional core. Like you get in a lot of his other movies. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like there was a character that I could latch onto emotionally. There was no emotional. There was no uh, uh, Murph. Murph moment from Interstellar. No, or, no Maul. Yeah, or Maul moment from right Inception. Like there's Rachel. No, yeah. Well, even even the, the Dark Knight, stuff like that, there's these, these mo- emotional moments. Yeah. I did not have an emotional moment in this. I had some kind of, whoa, that was cool moments, but never yeah. like emotional pulled into it yeah i again as watching it i feel bad saying this but i i kind of feel like it's a bit of a transformers thing where you don't know what's fully going on but you just accept it now i don't see any sharp objects in the room but let's be careful i'm looking this is obviously not a fair comparison because it's much 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 better than that Uh, but it is a little bit of a oh i think this is fun i'm gonna believe this is fun i trust him i know this is good filmmaking no, the weird thing is, but on first pass, the way Christopher Nolan writes st- these movies, mm-hmm. this actually does all make sense. Like this is written down somewhere where there is nary a plot hole, which Uh-oh. there are some, especially with this science. But but I, the thing is, I think it's very hard for him to communicate that to his audience. Do you know yes. how sometimes when you're writing something, you get in your own head and you're like, mm-hmm. I know what I'm saying, but then you say it and other people don't catch on because they're not in your right. head. That may have been this and, movie. And that's ha- most of his career, right? Most of his movies, I'd say outside of the Batman movies do that. And, which we'll talk about soon. But uh, anyway, uh, as far as a review or a score, I'll give it an eight. Well, but that's still really high. Because I, I really think it's a good movie. It is a good movie. I just think that um, I, I'm going to give it more of a chance. Like, much like you said, Joel. I completely agree with you. I think Future Zach's going to like it. Future Zach will have it higher on his list than he This will be right Future now. Ken's number one Nolan movie, even though right now I'm like, what the crap did I just see? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, do you think people will like it? Do you, do you recommend the listener to go see it? If you're a member of the general public, no, you won't like it. You just much. say slack-jawed yokel. That's who you're saying. Like right I was, no, See, here's I think the, the scenes are cool enough that most people I was will talking like to my stepdad, and he loves spy movies. He loves action movies. And I'm like, there are parts of this movie he is going to eat up. Everything else, he'll probably fall asleep too because it's a lot of exposition, as in Nolan's movies a lot. But yeah. I think it moves through that quick enough, though. Really? It, oh, too quick. That's the problem. I think there's a lot we missed. And I think that's why I'm going to buy this day one on 4K to watch the subtitles. I'm absolutely going to watch it again, but I will not do so until I can do it with subtitles. Really? Not okay. s- I won't see it in theater again. I will wait until it comes out and I will buy it. In oh, the there are things I can't I can. wait to see again in theater. And I, 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 will, I have to see it with subtitles. All right. So how do you guys feel like Robert Pattinson, John David Washington, Elizabeth l- Debicki did? Loved Robert Pattinson. Yeah, wasn't he great? I loved him. Surprisingly good. Like, see, I told you, he's good. Like, I, he, was, he was my like, favorite part. Not like, wow, but like I was like, wow, you know what? I might like him in things now. Like Batman. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was refreshing. I liked every time he entered the scenes. I thought he, he brought a really good energy. He, well, okay, and I'll say this. I felt like he was a character, meaning like it's like, okay, yeah. I feel like uh, John David Washington 
kind of a blank slate. Well, they call him protagonist for a reason. Yeah, he's generic protagonist. And they do this a lot in Nolan movies where it's almost like the man, <laughs> right? Yeah. The yeah. protagonist. Yeah. He is meant to be that in unstoppable force more than a character. A the character doesn't have he a name? He does. Oh. But he, they call him protagonist many times throughout yeah. the movie. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, should we get into spoilers? Let's do it. Are we right. doing... I got one. Okay. Okay. Spoilers. That's the song that saved the world. Spoilers. <laughs> no words. Just music. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. We're going to spoil. We're going to spoil Bill and Ted face the music. We're going to spoil Tenant. Spoiler alert for both these movies. Let's start with Bill and Ted. Shall we, gentlemen? Speaking of spoilage... <laughs> yeah, like oh, because it spoiled the franchise. I didn't like this. Is movie. There, no, it wasn't good. I really so okay. I wanted it to be so good. I, I but if we were it, ten, would it be good? Maybe. I don't think no. so because it doesn't read to maybe today's ten year old. Well, not only that, but it is dependent on knowing and loving the earlier two. Like they're just glossing over stuff. Like, oh yeah, remember the time we were in hell? Yeah, we were in hell. Whatever, and they move on with that. And I'm like, unless you've seen Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, you have no really relationship between them and death. Like, and, why is he playing hopscotch? And they go through a whole big scene about uh, death left the band because they didn't agree, and didn't you it, need to make didn't up. Didn't the for movie him. stop at that moment? Oh, it was for so me. I was dull. just like, I stopped the movie. And I got bugged right at the beginning when they said they broke up because I'm like, no, 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 no. At the end of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, you said. They got together. There was harmony. Everyone was happy. As corny as it was to have Death and Station playing in the band. I hated Station. That I did too. Even as a kid, I hated Station. Yeah. But Freaks me out. It, it was, that was the perfect ending. And then they tacked this on like, and then that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So the thing that Joel guessed <laughs> 15 minutes into the movie, uh, they keep referencing Preston and Logan. Well, yes. Okay, so every other Bill and Ted movie, the, when they when they visit future people, they're like, you know... Wild Stallions. Yeah, they're like, you know, Bill S. Preston, Esquire, Ted Theodore, Logan. It's like, oh, yeah, you're the ones going to save the universe. And this one, they're like, the prophecy says that Preston and Logan... And I went, who Pres- the heck are Preston... Preston and Logan. Preston, yeah, Preston Logan. Logan. And I said, who the... And my mind, I went, who the heck are Preston Logan? And I went, oh, it's their last names. Oh, this is one of those prophecy things where it's not who we thought it was the whole time because they wanted to create a new movie and pass the torch to the daughter. So this is going to be the daughter. You mean Star Wars? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't Luke or Anakin. Ooh. Who was the chosen one? Blah. So in the next movie, it'll be the two daughters with the robot. Oh. That is hilarious. Okay. So the robot, Ken, you were right. And Zach, was that, were you pity laughing at that? That was the, the hate chuckle. Because I actually enjoyed the robot's humor. Sometimes, yeah. Oh, I know, but halfway I, through his act, I was like, Oh, wait, that's funny. Yeah, it took a while, and then it and kept going. There. He wanted to be the new death because death was such a, the best part of Bogus Journey, yeah. honestly. Yeah, and so this was that new lovable character. It was good to see death again for a second. <laughs> it was, but at the same time, I was like, Does death age because <laughs> he looked older? Well, didn't they all? They, they all did. Also, with the whole time thing, and I know time travel isn't like brilliant in Bill and Ted. But they also don't have hard and fast rules to break but, like the well, Avengers or something. But reality was being destroyed if they didn't have the song and then they went to the future where they didn't have the song and reality was fine. Well, not only that, but they have a time limit of like it has to happen by this time and they're counting and down they're time to that travelers. time. And I'm like, you literally could travel somewhere else and then travel back to this exact second. In fact, that's what they do in Bogus Journeys. They're like, we still don't know how to play instruments. Travel, go to a big jam session, come back and play. Uh, yeah. And they just, they didn't care in this one. Oh, that's another thing that bugged me, by the way. Hmm. They make, so at the end of Bogus Journey, I know I keep referencing Bogus Journey, but that was like the end of the franchise. For this me. is Bogus Journey. But he says like, Only when works. they come back from their little vacation, they're like, we had our honeymoon. This is little Ted. Hello, little Ted. This is little Bill. Hello, little Bill. And then this one, they're like, oh, it was so, it was such a joke that you called them little Ted and little Bill when they're daughters. 
It's like, yep. no, they were supposed to be, they were sons in the original, and then you retconned it to make them women in this one and said, oh, that was just a joke. Wilhelmina. Uh, yeah. Remember Missy? That's funny. Let's bring her back. That actually uh, made me laugh that she was married to someone else, but then they, the joke went a little too long. I like yeah. that they brought back the original actress then, even though they didn't bring back the real deacon. Yeah, they should have brought back a real deacon. I don't know. And we didn't bring out the real princesses either. Yeah, that yeah, was that's weird. true. And also the princess storyline of their marriages falling apart because they all love each other. It's some weird commune thing that instead of we love you guys. <sighs> Once again, a joke that was funny and then went on too long. See, what I would have liked to see when, when I talk about them being has-beens, I would have liked to see them being played like playing coffee shops and then being accountants during the day. And yeah. then maybe having to make it right again and, and rediscover who they were and maybe go in parallel dimensions. Or having lost, lost touch with it and coming back to because it. Because in this one, they're basically their daughters form a super group of at least that's in the Bill excellent Ted's adventure yeah. at least in bill and ted's excellent adventure they had personalities like yes. you were like oh no Napoleon, personality napoleon's a, uh, an idiot uh genghis khan is crazy like you kind of get the Abraham all of Lincoln's, them in the mall they go to the amazing mall. Yeah. yeah yeah it's socrates and john so and, uh, Bart, and uh, no socrates and uh, billy the kid teaming up was hilarious yeah and this one they literally go pick these people up and then they Nothing don't do anything. But then they also play a song and Bill and Ted are like, well, we still need something to do. And then they do another movie within a movie and give musical instruments to the entire universe. That's the plan. Giving musical instruments to the and entire universe. And they can zap themselves. Like, did you realize how lazy that end was? It ended as soon as like, they're like, we got nothing else. And they said, it worked. Yeah, we can go everywhere all at once and everyone's going to have an instrument and know how to play it. And that's how the world gets united. Yeah, I'm like, what if they give like a, a saxophone player a guitar? What's he going to do with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really was like, I got to the end and I was like, that, that just annoyed me. I was just bugged. I was just bugged by that. This to me felt like a charity sketch on YouTube that they turned into a movie. Yes. But I feel like YouTubers could be more funny. Which is like like the, the charity episode of Parks no, and Rec. Okay. It does, okay. Well, that's, yeah, it feels like it, this was a Kickstarter program where it's like yeah. we can put this together we can do it and I, I feel like people are gonna be mad that i didn't like it. like oh you hate bill and ted and i'm like no i love bill and ted's actual adventure and i do love bill and ted's bogus journey which is why you don't like which this is why one. i don't like this movie yeah. it's because of those i don't like this because seeing them older doesn't bother us really it's just not really having Keanu a story or characters terrible well sure he did it's funny he was the running joke of he's never aged and then he shaved and you're like yeah he really has <laughs> and he looks like he's wearing so much makeup yeah I think they all were so yeah okay that, actually there was one scene in dave Grohl's mansion i really did enjoy that scene that's funny he uh, when they were british and they were acting Keanu like they were, did a way better job being the character versions yes, of yes. ted than actual ted that you followed the whole movie if, yeah but i felt like they were trying to do this little costume parade okay visual effects I actually liked him. Like when they were muscly and I was like, is that a bodysuit or is that CGI? Because it looks, it looks good. Mm-hmm. And the robot I thought looked good, uh, like just costume wise. Yeah. Like there was visual stuff where I'm like, yeah, I like that. It's refreshing to see the phone booth again. Yeah. Although Kristen Schaal and the egg thing, as soon as she popped out, I groaned because I'm like, no. Also, Rufus wouldn't marry that woman. No. 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 The great leader. Yeah. And why would she, why did she send back the robot to kill them? Because maybe because killing them would do it. Make some martyrs and then but the that, world unites. Like, she has the prophecy that says they're going to save the world. And it's like, or kill them. That's the prophecy. Whatever. Well, once again, it was just stealing the story from the other two movies. Sending back the robots to kill Bill and Ted. Yeah. 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 I think the, the visual, you mentioned the visual things. So they go back and they go in two years 
and then four years or whatever, two years and five years, and then they jump five years forward every time. They become completely different people every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really just feels like it was put in there to put in the trailer. Like sketch. That's kind of why I assumed it would be parallel dimension That's based on I the trailers too. I saw. Yeah. yeah. But no. No. It, they are barely different from when they were 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Why did they drastically change body type and size every five years? It's comedic effect. That's all it is. Is that what? No, that's cool. That's all it is. It oh. was funny, so it, the effect worked. Some of them were funnier than others, but yeah, some of them were just sad. Anything else? All right, no. So that's now Bill and Ted's. Let's get on to Tenet. This will be the weirdest spoiler spoil. thing for Tenet because we don't quite understand the movie. Yeah. So where do we start with this one? <sighs> okay, so. one rule I thought they broke until I thought about the movie more is halfway through the movie, uh, and uh, you know, I hope you've seen the movie because this will really confuse please, you. Please, please. Halfway if you through the movie, the movie you finally give, see the same person in different right. timelines almost or reverse Let, and forward. Give, I was going to say, let's give a little bit of, of story here. Spoiler story. Yes. So Tenet is essentially someone has discovered how to send things in a, a motion backwards through time instead of we're all moving Inverted. forward. You time. can control reverse actions. And so what would happen is they say, okay, here's the thing. We're going to start setting it on an opposite trajectory. So it's actually moving backwards in time. Mm-hmm. So to you, everything's normal except for this thing is acting weird. Right. But then they find out how to actually send themselves backwards through time. Mm-hmm. And it's not a time travel. I mean, they can't jump to a certain point. It's like they just kind of slingshot around the moon and start going the other way back towards Earth. So until that happened, until I actually saw characters do two things in two different forward backwards realities, I wasn't really sold on the movie. And then I went, wow, OK, that just blew my mind a little bit. So what was I, the moment that you said it picked up for you? It was in the car chase. In the okay. car chase, and then uh, so the handoff, and then it was right when this. Oh yeah, we're spoilers. Spoilers. When Elizabeth Debicki is shot, and then you see things happen the other way, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even care what happens. Yeah. That was something. When to you see, see what, like the, you see a car that is flipped, and it flips back and is normal, and then you realize, oh, that's an important car because our character is in that car. Yes. Can I ask you a question? And this is this is an understanding question. Not, not I'm not being nitpicky here. Yeah, we're all here for this. So. When you send something backwards in time, meaning you set on that trajectory, there's no way to rewind back to where you were, right? They can't fast forward back. They have to change their trajectory again, which they they swip, swap, which they swip, do. swap a couple times. But no, they change their trajectory. But like, say, for example, uh, I went and started backing time and then I went back to Monday of this week and then I flipped myself forward in time. I'm still in Monday. I can't get back to when we're recording today, right? No. I'm stuck you, in your that time timeline. move backward and and you can't you you will live eventually it's if it feels to you, you today this is how crazy that's, that's time what I'm saying. Like, is. like okay put it on the freeway okay I'm driving to Salt Lake mm-hmm. and I'm driving backwards to Salt Lake are you talking about when they break into that Pentagon area and no, then when I flip around forwards in Salt Lake I'm still in Salt Lake and I have to travel normal speed back to my home correct so, like, there's no way to get back to the time you were in. Yes, no, because right. it's not time travel. Exactly, it's the it's regular time. So, passing. like, when they were doing these trips, I'm like, this is a one way trip. Like, you're there. So, what happens to your other self? You're still there, right? Are you asking about Robert Pattinson at the end? Robert Pattinson, uh, the sacrifice at the end. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Like, why wasn't he on the boat? Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, because he was elsewhere. You mean his other self? The the backwards, the back travel. <laughs> this is why it's very important well, to have seen no, this movie. He, the back he, traveling Kenneth Branagh was on the boat. Well, he knew the rules more than anyone. He knew that you shouldn't where be was anywhere regular, near yourself. Where was regular Kenneth Branagh? 
That was regular Kenneth Branagh. No, because he knew everything that had happened before. So he'd gone back. I don't think so. Because where was Kenneth? Because Kenneth Branagh... See, th- by the way, everyone listening, this yes. is us trying to figure it out. Kenneth Branagh was on the boat with his wife. Yeah, on his vacation. And they had that memory. But then when she went back, it was the f- backwards time Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, I don't think it was. So what happened to regular Kenneth Branagh on that time? I don't think... I think that was, that was Kenneth Branagh of that previous timeline but then where is he in the regular timeline it's the grandfather thing they talk about no because when you loop back you're always going to be there so when he no, goes back there's they, always a him the grandfather paradox means they break the cycle when she kills him but they didn't mm-hmm. because well when they when they kill him yeah well they did an inception thing where they say they, they bring in the grandfather paradox and they say it's a paradox they make it so simple that they say we're going to break our own rules because no one quite understands them if you kill your grandpa you might never survive. But if you maim him, but you might. But that's not what I'm asking. I'm right. asking that you can coexist in the same space here. You just can't touch each other according to their rules. Right. But whenever they travel back in time, where's their other person? Elsewhere. Just in elsewhere. that same timeline. Just elsewhere. Yeah. But they're within that same time. That was the part that confused me. Well, I, that's When why I it, watch it again, I'm going to be super curious to watch Well, actually. John David Washington fights himself. Exactly. But in reverse. That's right, right. That was Wasn't that bonkers. so cool? Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. And I did call that one, by the way. Oh, you, you knew it was him? Not the beginning. Like, at the first, I thought, oh, maybe that's Kenneth Branagh on there in the mm-hmm. suit. But then it was all of a sudden when I realized well, he was going back. Well, as soon as you see Robert Pattinson grab the mask and then walk away, you're yes. like, something's you, going he, on. He, yes. he I thought it was Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. I thought it because, was, too. Well, yeah, I thought Robert Pattinson saw himself. So, yeah, uh, this is another explanation thing for those who hadn't seen. When you go in this backwards timeline, things work differently. Like, air blows you're, at your back when you're walking. And yeah, and you, you're a bit discombobulated. You're, you're, it's, like, it's like getting, you know, just a different world. And then your lungs don't work the same because the air doesn't work with them with inverted lungs. Mm-hmm. So they have to wear masks. And so that's how you can tell who's backwards only timeline. Only at first, only until they get timeline. acclimated. Because so I was like, oh, what? they broke their own rule. But only, you just need to get acclimated. Because you see at the end when they start planning the army attack... No, they're in like a, yeah, a they're sealed in, they're chamber. In their, they're in their sealed chamber. But some of them are outside and there's no big deal. No, but you they're wearing their faces. They're wearing their masks they're wearing the, with they're respirators. Their I feel like there were some planting seeds. Oh, are they always in a sealed they're chamber? Always, they're always they, in a mask. You can see there's chamber. like plastic every time they walk That's in a what room. They said, So even when they were getting the, the briefing was yeah. there. Yeah. Because that point I'm like, okay, well, no, they don't need in the, in the briefing, they were all there getting together. They're like, okay, red side, blue side. Blue side, you're going to go in the tunnel and you're going to be backwards time. Red said you're going to be forwards time. And they, they actually show you Robert Pattinson is again. about to switch around because he's on one team, but his watch is the other color. Oh, I didn't notice he that. He keeps looking down at the watch. His watch was always the that wrong color. That actually bugged me at one point. Well, we're getting really in the weeds here. Yeah, we there are. There was a part where the car was driving forward and honking, and it was driving forward, and it was a blue. he had a blue patch on him. I'm like, no, blue team's supposed to be backwards. What the heck is going on? But then coming to find but out, he, he'd switched. Yeah. So yeah. I was kind of that pulled me out for a second, though. But that's what they do in the movies. They try to help you. They try to help you distinguish who's in forward and who's in reverse based on who's wearing a mask and then who's wearing a color in that one. I uh, the scene when uh, what's his what's our protagonist's name anyway? Protagonist. John David Washington um, when he first gets swapped over and he is walking. Um, his name is the protagonist. Oh, perfect. Because mm-hmm. I don't think they ever say his name. So when he's walking and it's sort of backwards but forwards, it looks 
so cool. Yeah. Like, yes. try, I was trying to figure out how do they film that? There's so many times where you can tell they probably filmed it normal and reversed it, but then it's intercut enough where he's also living in that yeah. forwardness. And so it's, it, oh, it is. Can't you just like so clever appreciate the practical effects that went into this no, movie? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I was going to absolutely. Gonna, uh, I, I'm, one of the things I wanted to talk about, because listener, we don't talk about the movies, even if we see them together until this moment. Yeah, right. this that's why, why we're like, <laughs> so excited. That's but what we're talking about. Oh, I finally could talk about the it. The plane crash. That looked 100% practical. Mm-hmm. The point oh, the plane crashes what, into the building. Guess what? The plane, it was big, practical. Yeah, it a looked big 747 amazing. crashes into a warehouse, and it looks I would so imagine cool. it's probably on a minute, like a smaller scale like, or even something. Even when no, it's, it's just real. knocking over the light really. poles. It's 100% real. It when, was even when it's so knocking cool. over the light poles, there, there's something in your brain that can tell when something's real and when something's CGI. And even with just going through the, the, these light poles and knocking over slowly, I was like, Whoa. when they knocked over those buildings at the end, like, and you see them be destroyed backwards and forwards, that's all real. Like, it's, it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, they're the, the Miniature, amount. They're probably miniatures on that on the building. On that, yeah. the amount. I don't of know what, with the, what Nolan does these days. It only had a budget of two hundred to two hundred twenty-five million. Kent, <laughs> that's it. Well, that's why you they only know have, they don't have budget for buildings. <laughs> that's why you only know Robert Pattinson in this movie. Here's one of my main issues with the movie, though, and yeah. the, just the way my brain works. So there's a part when they go to a uh, gun range, mm-hmm. and there's all these bullet holes in the wall, and then he picks up a gun. And he shoots, but instead of the bullet shooting into the cement, it actually comes out and he catches he it, catches the gun it with because the gun, yeah. the gun and the bullet are in inverted. Mm-hmm. That's so what they call it, it. it already has been fired. Right. But in my mind, and this happened a couple of times in the movie where I'm like, well, but where does it start? Meaning they walk into a room and there's a bullet hole in the wall. And that means, oh, a gun has been fired. Yeah, that's fine. But what happens when you walk into a room and then you go in inversion and then you do something the person didn't see the bullet hole. Like there has to be a starting point of when the bullet hole just appears. That's the thing that everything's living in reverse. That's why I made the joke well, about River Song from Doctor Who, which was That's actually what you meant was really quite valid because at the end of the movie, our Pats and the protagonist they have this conversation, and Robert Pattinson says, "This is the end of my story. This is the beginning of we, yours." We have been friends which for a is long time. Totally Ghost in the Library. Yeah, and I actually Doctor Who reference. I like that they did that River Song, even though they messed up that story. I thought that was great. The River Song with David. And Tenet. guess what I said? Yeah. Even with some Matt Smith, I yeah. in my mind I went, "Would Nolan make a sequel to this?" It's the most s- sequel worthy of all of his movies. Well, Other than the Batman movies, yeah. But here's the thing I about said what that. I said. <laughs> oh, I almost feel like though at the end with Robert Pattinson, him saying like, you know, hey, you actually hired me and all that different stuff, even though they'd never. For met me, before. that was the emotional core. I went, huh? Well, but more for me, it was. It almost felt like tacked on. Like, and here's a cool twist, and here's a cool twist, and here's a cool twist. The whole time, I've had this rabbit in my hat. Good night, everybody. See, I like that. But it was what fine. I, what I was confused about is, I know we're not supposed to understand, but the device. What is the device? There's it's, nine pieces to this device. The algorithm. The, the MacGuffin. It's crazy though, right? It's, they have Who to sent explain it? how it happened. Who sent it? The, the future. Uh, the people from the future. So they, it's Matthew McConaughey. It's Matthew McConaughey. Yes, exactly. I get this reference. The woman, uh, the Indian woman, uh, I don't even know her name. Yeah. But what did she have to do with it? I was so confused by Almost that Almost as much as Tenet actually had to do with it. That's why it's so funny that the synopsis says, oh, armed with only one word, tenant. That means almost nothing to the story. Well, other than being the, what do they call it when a word comes it's together? Like that, it's like a code word. Oh, a palindrome. Palindrome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, I thought that that was going to come into play more where it's like, oh, it's, it's important to say this word because it goes both ways. Or I was a little disappointed it didn't end on the opera house because that's <laughs> beginning scene. I was like, 
what's going on here? I absolutely and thought it was going to. Every going action piece there? almost reversed itself. So I'm like, we're going to find out what happens there. The, we, I mean, it, it was suggested by the title and the trailer, but we even said on the show that we thought the movie was going to be a palindrome. It was going to end where it ever be, wherever it begins. Mm-hmm. And so you have this cool action set piece to start the movie, which, I mean, classic Nolan, right? Like great opening action set piece, but we don't end up back there. And yeah, not, none of that was that. explained. Right. And I mean, that was just that was just set up. And it was an operation for the CIA. It had nothing to do with the actual. But you stuff. see an inverted bullet. You do. Which I thought and I thought Robert it was Pattinson was a character there or even the protagonist. It was in my mind. It was going to be the protagonist. Like he was getting help from someone other than just his one guy there. He was getting he saved was by with. himself. Yes. But nope, not explained. Maybe in the sequel. If there is a sequel. It will. This will make money. Not the money that if wow. it wasn't a pandemic year, but still. I don't think it'll get a sequel. So, have we covered it? I um, think so. This is a long bacon bit. This is. We're at 40, ooh, 48 minutes. It's a long movie. So, yeah, well, we did two movies. So, well, there you even go. This, this tenant itself is a long movie. And you know what? It changes gears a lot, uh, almost in a way that I didn't really like. You know, oh, I, think I was grateful for the gear change. See, it just felt like, okay, here's this thing, and now we're going to switch. And hey, we're going to have a random scene with Michael Caine because Christopher Nolan just loves him so much. Well, and we gear change. And I mean, it's great. Um, and it just didn't feel like it interconnected in a clever way at all. Okay. okay. And then once, but like you said, once uh, once our protagonist gets inverted, we're, it's smooth it's sailing to the races. At that point. Yeah. So cool. Uh, I love Maybe it. if that happened way sooner in the movie. Yeah. And there was some explanation as to why Kenneth Branagh was important. I really liked the, um, they talk about the mirror. I think they give it a name, but where they see what's coming out of the mirror before mm-hmm. they go into it. So it's almost like uh, our Robert Pattinson at one point knows that he's going to go in and get inverted yeah. because he sees it happening yeah. in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just super It's like clever. make your choice. It's not really the, the future. It's actually the past at that point. But it's like, yeah, but just like the gun and the bullet, the action is yours if you want to take it. Yeah. But you have to, because what happens, happens? You don't have to. What, hap- what you don't happened? You don't have to catch the happened. bullet. That's what Robert. But Pattinson she said, says. "That's up to you." Do you, you not believe Robert Pattinson? No. She, what has happened? The scientist happened. said it's free will. But but we didn't see that. But it's already been done. The yeah. bullet only moves because it was moved. But at some point, what if Robert you want Pattinson to. is saying is what's happened has happened. So that means that the bullet was always going to have been moved. Philosophy versus Bill and Ted face the music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a tough sell. Uh, no, oh, we, we did watch them in the wrong this order. It's a closed loop. Isn't that what we called it? The, the, the time travel. This mm-hmm. is a closed yeah. loop. Yes. So it, it, what has happened has happened. But it is a lot better than stuff that happens in Doctor Who where they say, wibbly we can't change this because wibbly wobbly. You can't change some stuff. Some stuff you can. Some stuff you can't. Yep. They don't ever go there. And they really don't. I don't think they approach this as a time travel movie. No, it's not. It's not a time travel movie as much as it is a inverse reaction movie. It's a it's a time momentum movie. Yeah. They just change the mm-hmm. momentum of the direction. They change the velocity. No, they don't change the speed. They actually change the direction. <laughs> okay, now we're getting all sciencey. Hey, everyone! Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
just got demonetized.